Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Hello, my beautiful Lightworker, and welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. This episode was filmed during Mercury Retrograde, so as expected, we did have some technical difficulties while filming. Instagram decided to end the broadcast before we're finished so we had to restart it so there is two minutes that were not recorded so you'll notice that as soon as we go into the interview we jump right into the main topic which is self-love so let me introduce my guest right now today on the podcast we have Brittany Carmichael who is the founder of Shine School, an online course to help women awaken their authentic self and shine from the inside. Brit is a trailblazing lightworker, psychic medium, hairstylist, soul coach for female entrepreneurs, and she's 99% unicorn. 
She's known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women beautiful inside and out. And there is a lot of truth-telling in this episode, Lightworker. We're talking about self-love and asking questions like, what is self-love? Is it just long walks and bubble baths or is there a deeper, darker side to it? What is the difference between self-love and narcissism? What are the barriers that we have to self-love? And how do we shift from a long period of loathing ourselves to learning to radically love ourselves? We're also talking about self-love rituals and your self-love practice, teaching you ways to review it and upgrade it so that you keep loving yourself more and more and more. If you'd like to join me live for one of the recordings of the Lead Up Lightworker podcast, be sure to follow me on Instagram at George Lizos or join my Facebook group, Your Spiritual Toolkit. So, without further ado, get ready to rediscover self-love with this week's episode. Enjoy. Let's say someone's been growing up and was bullied growing up at school and is still basically bullying and feeling like an outcast in society. And therefore, they are feeling very... Um, very aware of their sort of limitations from their perspective and from other people's perspective, and they tend to judge themselves. How do we begin? What are the first steps someone must take to start accepting ourselves and start seeing all those things that other people see as our flaws are, are as opportunities, as our authenticity, as who we really are, as our superpowers in a way? Mm. So for me, I had this crazy breakthrough experience where where it came to accepting responsibility. I think that's the first step. But how do we get mm. there, right? We're like, okay, but that that's a that's that's a lot to take on. And and for so many of us, we push it away and and we compartmentalize it and we hide from it. And I think when we talk about self love and embracing the darkness, the first step is to accept that that that's a part of it. That there has been pain from the past, but when we look at it from a new perspective, we realize that there were lessons in all of these experiences, mm. that the reason why you were bullied or the reason why you went through these uh, traumas were to help you to grow. And without them, you would have stayed in your comfort zone. You would have stayed in the same place. So the first step is to take responsibility and then to forgive yourself, to know that it's okay, to know that the way that life delivered the learning lesson for you is its own unique way that we can't judge the way that the lesson showed up for us. And, and for me, I had this breakthrough experience where I was doing a forgiveness meditation and my 19-year-old self was sitting in front of me in the, in the listening chair. And she was 200 pounds, black, short hair, piercings all over her face. And I asked her, you know, why were you so angry? I was going through all of this forgiveness work. And the last question I asked her changed my life. And she, I said, why were you so angry? And she said, because I had so much love to give and no one to give it to. Mm. And what I realized is I was trying to give it to every boy who would <laughs> come into, into my reality. And I wasn't giving that love to myself. And I, I, it, I got married and still didn't find that fulfillment. So it's called self-love because only you can do it. And it starts with accepting that and forgiving yourself for maybe some of the trauma that you've allowed or you've caused or contributed. Um, we have to just begin to forgive ourselves. And that's, uh, that's what takes work. <laughs> the, the bubble baths are easy. <laughs> One of the best uh, self-love quotes I've heard was, 
self-love is a realization that you're made out of love. And that's what you're saying right now, basically, in the sense that when you start loving yourself rather than uh, spreading all the love outside without first giving to yourself, then you're ridding yourself of the love that you already are. You're not acknowledging the fact that you are love. And because you are love, you're supposed to give love. So you're trying to like jump a step ahead in a way. Yeah. And I want to point out the fact that that was conditional love. Mm. And I don't even like the word unconditional love because love is unconditional. You don't need that word in front of it. So everything I was trying to give out was conditional. If I give this to you, you'll have to love me back. And I was hoping that that you'll love me back would fulfill me. And one, half the time I didn't get step one, you know, the next step of them loving me back, they normally would just take and walk away. And then when they would give it back, I still didn't feel enough. And it was because I didn't love myself. I didn't spend time with myself going back to some of the traumas that I had buried from my childhood that I didn't want to deal with. And um, it's, you know, I say the new strength is vulnerability and and that's to go back to the darkness and look and, and consciously look and say, okay, this past pain is over. So it cannot possibly be worse than what it was in the past. So maybe if I just use the light of my awareness to, to shine on it a little, maybe it won't be so intimidating. Maybe it won't be such a, a, a strong belief that I, you know, if you were sexually abused or if you were um, made fun of or whatever, we carry these beliefs because maybe at some point in our life, we accepted them to be true. And we have to challenge what we believe to be true. I, I find it funny that the word lie is in the middle of the word belief. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that that way. Right? So, Brittany, whenever I, sometimes, when I talk to people about self-love, and I'm like, oh, you have to love yourself. They're like, well, that's kind of narcissistic. So, what would you say is the difference between self-love and narcissism? I feel like narcissism requires another party. And Hmm. self-love is only involved with you. Because a narcissist feeds off of someone else's energy. And when you're loving yourself, you're only concerned with you. And I feel like when it's come, and this isn't, we're not talking about like ego here. So I feel like narcissists could be really uh, thrown into the category with ego, which isn't a bad thing. Ego is a great thing, right? It's here to protect us. It's here to like, hey, wake up. We've got to protect. It's like a protective layer. Like all fruit has a protective layer. Okay. And our ego is like our our protective shell. And it's just there to, to help us and not to, to, to make anyone feel less than, but I feel like we've gotten a little out of balance with that. Yes, absolutely. And it comes down to the conditional love that you just mentioned. Like when there is conditional love, that's when we can go into the narcissistic phase of um, fearing that we're not lovable and therefore trying to prove it to other people and therefore creating conditional love. Now, you talked a little bit about the not forgiving ourselves and not accepting ourselves. So are these sort of barriers that we have to self-love? Because if we assume that we're born into love and therefore we, we, we love ourselves when, ourselves when we're children and then somehow there are certain barriers that come into our lives, whether that's bullying or a perception that we have around ourselves that pinches us off in a way from that love that naturally flows through us. So what would you say are the most um, 
the most dominant barriers to love, to self-love that most oh. people face? Yeah, I would say first and foremost, our inner critic, our inner voice, the way that we speak to ourselves, the story that we tell ourselves on the inside. My story for so many years was I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. And I got exactly that. I got exactly what I asked for. Talk about law of attraction, right? It's the story that I was telling myself then began to project onto everybody and everything else. You, When you tell yourself a story, it's particularly a negative one, you begin to notice and focus on that within other people. And when you begin to love yourself, you no longer self-criticize and self-judge. So you no longer focus on that within other people. And you begin to see their beauty and their love and their joy and their light and spirit and passion. And it's what you focus on is the type of reality you're going to experience. And when I focused on hating myself and beating up my body, I focused on that about other people. And I wasn't able to to allow them to show off their unique sparkle and their shine. So I think it's really important that we realize when we criticize ourselves, we only crit like we criticize other people and that cuts us off from that natural born uh -huh. love that we are. So it's all a reflection basically when what, what, whatever we do to ourselves, we automatically do to, do to other people. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. So let's say someone has just realized that, oh my God, I don't love myself enough, or I could love myself more. So the first step would be accepting your, learning to accept yourself and forgiving yourself. I like the idea of a self-love self practice, something that we do on a daily basis consistently to consciously boost our self-love and our love towards ourselves. So what are your guidelines to creating a self-love practice? What is a self-love self practice from your perspective? Oh my gosh, such a great question. And honestly, that's exactly what my online course Shine School is all ah. about. It's like the entire step-by-step -step process of carving out like a self-care practice. And it starts with scheduling time because huh. we all have the 24 hours. We all have the same 24 hours. So you have to start scheduling time and blocking it out. I know that seems simple and it seems silly, but it's so important because if you're not spending the time doing the work, then nothing's happening. So my, one of my first lessons is to schedule time for your self-care. And then once you've done that, I think the next step is to ask yourself, what do I need most right now? So many people think that they've got to follow some crazy protocol. And whenever I put out like a self-care ritual list of things to do, people feel obligated to do either the whole list or, you know, the things that they don't like on the list. And, and so I like to just leave it simple. What lights you up and what do you need in this moment right now? I think that's the most important question because we may need to work out. Sure, of course we do. But what we might need more than going to the gym is to take time to go inward and reflect because there's a lot of mental crazy energy going on. So I think you just have to, again, going back to taking responsibility, take responsibility and say, what do I need right now? And then use that time that you've carved out to, to commit to whatever that may be. And it's simple stuff. This isn't like rocket science, you know, it may just be a good old fashioned yeah. orgasm. Like, <laughs> no <big deal. laughs> why not? <laughs> I love I, I love that you're making this so in the moment because um, sometimes we limit ourselves and we make our spiritual practice or our self-love practice to feel like work when it should really feel like fun. Um, many people just limit themselves, especially in the spiritual community when it comes to the spirituality and self-love practice, feeling that, oh, I have to do this kind of spiritual stuff. Whereas, as you just said, an orgasm will do. 
Yes, it will. (laughs) It could be be anything that helps us feel this sense of self-love. Let's say, let me take this a step further. Someone is has nurtured self-love. Let's say someone has been on the spiritual path for a while. They've done the inner work. They've forgiven themselves. They've forgiven their bullies. They've accepted themselves. They love themselves. Is there a limit to self-love? And how can we push even more? How can we keep loving ourselves more and more and more and more if we want to reach the next level? And why would we want to reach the next level? Yeah, that's such a great question. And, and to me, I feel like, I feel like you can never stop exploring self-love because every day there's a new opportunity to learn something new, whether it be about yourself or about other people or about the world that influences the way that you think or feel or respond. So to me, I, I don't feel like there is an end. I do feel that we should be careful of, of trying to reach for and strive for and have a desire mm. for it um, because all desires are futile. You know, they come and they go. So I think when we can get for me, like what feels best for me at my journey right now is like, just like being balanced. Like, you know, some days I don't do so good and some days I do great. And, and it's just kind of like, okay, the awareness, like, okay, maybe I could have, you know, been kinder to myself or kinder to other people. What can I do tomorrow to be better? And I think it's really not about just continuing to get bigger and better, but really like how easy is it for you to come back to your center of balance? Because I feel like when things are in balance, that's where the peace is. (laughs) A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You touched on a very important point, which is the judgment that we feel when we fall off our practice, which brings me to my next question. What do we do when we relapse from our self-love practice? What, let's say, for example, we've been doing really well. We've been kind to ourselves, nurturing self-love, and then we get caught up in a situation that causes us to just go back to our old limiting patterns of self-loathing and self-judgment. How do we come back to our (laughs) practice? (laughs) So, great question, and women experience this every month. (laughs) 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 And, And the thing is, you just accept it. Just as a wave comes and goes, ups and downs, some days you're crazy, some days you're like on point and you're on fire. Life is an ever-changing tidal wave of emotion and experience. So I think if you find yourself like you're doing great and then you fall off, it'll be really noticeable when you fall off if you've been doing great for a long time. So it's easy for you to go, oh, wow, I ate a whole bag of chips sitting on the couch last night at 10 o'clock. I probably shouldn't have done that. Tomorrow, I'm going to do better. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to the gym, 
eat a salad and not buy a bag of chips. You know what I mean? So I think you become more aware as you practice self-love and you know immediately when you're self-sabotaging. So many people that are unconscious to it that are in that cycle of just mm -hmm. negative self-doubt, they aren't conscious that they're doing it. It's just an, a natural way of life to them. But as you begin to awaken, you begin to have more awareness and you notice when you're treating yourself or other people negatively go have an orgasm, take a nap and start again, you know, start again. <laughs> I, I love, so it's, it's, it's basically for learning to forgive ourselves rather than just go into self-resentment and just feeling guilty about it. Speaking of forgiveness, you've touched on it, but I want to go a little bit deeper. How do we forgive our bullies? Because yes, we bully ourselves. And for the most part, it is us we need to forgive and learn how to forgive. But what is forgiveness from your perspective? I feel that's an, a very important point because we'll use forgiveness just so lightly. Oh yeah, forgive your bullies, forgive this, forgive that. But if someone really hurts you, how do you let go of that and learn to make peace with it? Yeah, I, great question. And I think when I come, when I'm coaching my clients, I find that most forgiveness work is around the self. That really is the biggest issue that people mm. come, uh, come up against. But when you're trying to forgive bullies and trying to forgive other people, I think one, having the awareness that they are human too, that they are suffering, that they go through problems and traumas of their own, and that's their coping mechanism and how they respond and react to situations. So we can't take things so personal. So we have to kind of like allow, like, okay, we think back to our high school bullies. It's so much easier now in hindsight, right? We're like, who cares about those people? They don't even know my middle name. That's like my rule. If you don't know my middle name, your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that you just have to, one, like we're adults now, and I think we can recognize that they were doing the best that they could. I, I feel this way about parents too. We recognize that they did the best that they could with all that they had at that time. And, and we, have to, we have to know that we were shitty too. We probably said negative things to people um, just as we were bullied as well. I mean, it was like our response and our defense, right? So I think we just have to recognize that that's all we knew as kids. And we have to just kind of start again and, and recreate society in a way that teaches children to build themselves up, to build up each other um, instead of bashing each other. And I think we're at a turning point right now with um, us having this enlightened conversation about making changes and making those shifts. So when we recognize that we did it to ourselves, we have to recognize that those people are probably doing it to themselves as well. And that's the, and they have to go home with that, you know, and that's sad. <laughs> so we can learn to love them. I love the distinction of we're adults now, so we can understand better. We can, we can know better. It brings me back to a memory. A few years ago, I was in London and I was invited to speak at an LGBT youth center to talk about bullying and how to let go and find healing. And I, I said something to them that really triggered them. I said that all bullying is really self-bullying because when you bully yourself, that's what's in your energy and therefore you attract other people proving that to you. And they couldn't hear it. And I didn't expect that because usually when I share this with adults, they get it. But teenagers, I, in retrospect, I realized I shouldn't have expected them to get it right then and there because they were kids going through bullying. So the energy that they were in was this fight or flight situation. They couldn't hear that, which it's a great contrast to who we are right now. We're far distance from that situation. We can think logically about it. 
and we can realize, yes, I was probably bullying myself, so I attracted those people. They did the best they could from their perspective. Let's just let it all go and move on. So thank you for bringing that up. Now, Bridge, I'm curious about your self-love practice because I always like to ask people this question because we assume like that we know what a self-love practice would involve, but most people, like when I ask my clients, like, well, you have to do your self-love practice. Like, what, what do you mean by that? So I always like to give people examples. So what is your self-love practice and how has that evolved through the years? Yeah, that's such a great question. And honestly, I could tell you so many things and you know orgasms at the top of the list by now. <laughs> but I feel like the most important thing I can tell you about my self-care practice is that it's evolved into a lifestyle, that it's not mm. just 15 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes after work, that every single moment of my life, I am consciously choosing to participate in. So I feel like the best thing I can share is this simple principle that I live my life by. It's called the seven or above rule. And I mm. scale everything on a one to 10, one being awful and 10 being amazing. And if it's not a seven or above, then I say no. And it has, <laughs> it has been, I love it. It has been a simple yet very true and powerful tool that I have used for everything in my life. And so when I talked about self-care practice earlier, I just said to ask yourself, what do I need right now? And so I apply my seven or above principle to each moment. And I ask, you know, when you asked, do you want to be on the Lightworker, Lit Up Lightworker podcast? I was like, 1,000, yes, like absolutely. <laughs> there was no doubt. And having like a logical, because some people aren't used to trusting their intuition or they don't know how to access or find it in their body or or what their intuition sounds like versus what their ego or their fear sounds like so if you're not evolved in, in that practice I like to just keep it simple and logical like one to ten like is it awesome or is it not my husband says we should play nine or above but I tell him we won't have any friends left so <laughs> <laughs> I love it's such a simple rule of thumb like it just sticks like is it seven or above if it's not I, I say if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no Exactly. And that's it. Like it's either, it's, it's either one end of the spectrum yeah. or it's not. And for me, I just ask myself, what do I need right now? And to be honest, because I've owned my own business for over a decade, my schedule is really flexible. And because I'm very fierce with my boundaries and, and my time. So from the time I wake up, which is, I don't know, between eight and 9am to noon, I am doing only stuff for me or with my partner, because that is where I find um, all of, like I can fill my cup up before I go out into the world and then have to like, you know, stay in my center of peace while dealing with people. <laughs> I'm the same way, Bridge. Of course, I, I worked a full-time job while I was in London, so I didn't have that much time to spend on my practice. So it was like 15 minutes of meditation in the morning and maybe in my lunch break. But now that I've gone self-employed, I'm like, from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m., I'm like in my zone doing self-love and it feels so good. But what about people who can't dedicate so much time? Is 15 minutes enough every single day? Yes, 100%. One minute of intention is worth, you know, 100 hours of obligation, in my opinion. Mm. So mm. I would say if you like, and everyone has five minutes, if you are yeah. saying, I don't have five minutes, I don't even have 15 minutes, then like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Let's just start with that question. But everyone has 15 minutes. So it's about intention. And when you show up with intention, you have done enough. Got it. Okay. So you run the shine school, which is all about creating 
um, a self-love lifestyle, isn't it? So teaching women how to love themselves. Could you tell us a little bit more about Shine School? Yes, absolutely. So Shine School was created basically because after working 10 years behind the chair, I was listening to women so speak so negatively about themselves. And I would ask, what are you passionate about? And everyone said, I don't know. And so I began to start coaching my hair clients while I was putting their highlights in saying, okay, we got to get your journal out and we got to do this. And it, I, be, I created this method over time. It really was born through me. And I it was like a soul calling because I know hair. Like that is my expertise. Like, but with hair comes self-love and confidence. I've realized those are very, very well connected. And so I started realizing that I could do whatever on the outside, but if they didn't love themselves, then then it didn't matter how beautiful they looked on the outside because they, they didn't see it. And so I began to start putting together a step-by-step program on how to learn to love yourself, how to let go of those limiting labels, how to learn to love your body, how to do the forgiveness work, how to attract your soul family and your tribe because you're most likely the black sheep of the family, hello, and you need that mm-hmm. supportive community so that you know how to set better boundaries for you because you're most likely empath. So I teach you basically an entire journey of learning to love yourself. It's a, it's a spiritual six-week self-discovery course. That's pretty much what it is. And it is for men too. I, I don't want to be exclusive, but there are parts like our moon cycle and diving into like the divine feminine, which I think all men need to know because yes. it, it's waking up within them. Um, but you just don't bleed like we do. Okay. So just skip over that lesson, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's a light worker's journey of enlightenment. Basically, how do I learn to love myself? What are the questions I need to ask? What are the rituals I need to start implementing in my life? And it's, it's, it was it was a necessity. I could have I could have gone into business, which I learned now that if you have a course selling stuff to make money, you make a lot more money. But if you have a course on teaching enlightenment or learning to love yourself, people are a lot less willing to um, put their self care and their self worth in you know where their money put their money where their mouth is. And yeah. that's been a really interesting um, experience for me to to witness. Like, okay, if you're going to learn how to make money, you'll you'll invest a thousand dollars in a course or 2000 and B school. Hello. I think we've all done that, but (laughs) same, ditto. (laughs) But uh, you know, why is it so hard for you to spend $500 on and having the exact tools for you to learn to love yourself and and go after your dreams and, and build a lifestyle that they don't teach us in school. Our parents aren't teach. They're teaching us what not to do. A lot of them, (laughs) you know, totally. We underestimate the value of self work of doing personal development and learning to yes. love ourselves because, because nobody teaches us and they don't put a perceived value on it, we don't see that value, whereas yeah. it is the foundation for everything that we want to create in our lives. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling called to, to share your service and your talents and your gifts with the world, if you don't believe in you, if you don't love you and you don't have your life in order, you're, there's no way your business can yeah. survive. Because then we don't so. have the basis. We don't have the basis for the emotion to flow through and therefore uh, to create anything in our business. 100%. So- Brittany, where can people learn more about Shine School and where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for this opportunity to share. So you can find me at my website, BrittanyCarmichael.com. And on there, you can find Shine School as well. And there are so many free resources, self-love guided meditations. There's a video challenge to help you discover who you are and to learn to remove those limiting labels so that you can start to begin that self-love healing and practice because it is 
a journey. It's an everyday, every moment process. It's not like, oh, well, I'll commit like 10 minutes to self-care today. Like, <laughs> you know, like this is a lifetime. This is a lifestyle. And of course, you can also find uh, Bridge here on Instagram at The World by Bridge. And you can yeah. find me as well at George Lizas. Brittany, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so fun getting to chat about self-love, such an important topic. Thank you for helping us upgrade our spiritual our self-love practice, which is also our spiritual practice. 100%. And, yeah. And wishing you the most beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much, George. I really appreciated this conversation. I think so many people are going to walk away feeling like it's self-love can be easy. It really can. Yes, it is. And thank you so much to everybody for joining us live. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.